Ultimately, everything kind of boils down to one question. What's the fucking point? So, let's talk about it. I'm your host, Valerie Martin, and this podcast brings a little levity and a lot of curiosity to some of the biggest questions and ideas that us meager humans can ponder. Join me and our guests each week as we dig into topics around consciousness, spirituality, psychology, and philosophy, all with a healthy dose of existential angst. And now, today's episode. Hey guys, it's time for the monthly solo podcast episode. And here at episode number 14, um, coming at you a day late, possibly two days, depending on if I actually get this recording and everything online this evening or tomorrow. Um, But you don't fucking care. You don't know what day the podcast comes out. I'm not that important. (laughs) So um, that's what I'm telling myself. But I was sort of waiting for inspiration to strike and kind of looking at my bookshelf and there's eight zillion things that I could talk about, but inspiration has just struck. So I'm, while the iron's hot, here I am on the mic coming at you. And the title of this episode is Death to Biohacking. So I just came from a conversation with um, Reverend Gail Seavey, who is the minister at First Unitarian Universalist um, Church here in Nashville, aka what I like to call it, Hippie Church, Um, where, you know, where you can be atheist and humanist and Muslim and Jewish and Christian and um, all the things, pagan. So anyway, um, hello person coming in the door. I need to put some WD-40 on that thing. So just came from a conversation with Gail because I am going to be helping with a service in a couple of weeks called, um, well, the it's something around human being versus human doing. And as I was sort of pondering that on my way to her office this afternoon, I was like, what do I have to say about this? Hmm, You know, like I'm helping people talk about this issue a lot and like the hustle for worthiness and, um, all of that, like our, our, the cult of busy, all of that crap, self-care. And I talk about it all the time and I'm, I'm continuously trying to improve that myself. But what I realized is this definitely falls under that category of things that I am still grappling with and definitely do not have the answers to, um, and want to be transparent about that rather than like, Oh, I have, I have really overcome this barrier in my life and now I want to teach you how I did it. But that's not where I'm coming from. Um, Maybe part of me wishes that were the case, but I definitely struggle with that sort of workaholic tendency. And it's really hard, too, when your work is a big part of your passion and feels like a calling that it doesn't always feel like work. But what happens is our bodies still respond and our relationships still respond to us being sort of overworked and less available to ourselves, to the people that we care about. So, um, So it's important. And this idea of biohacking didn't come up until the very end of our conversation. It just sort of like came to me in a flash and, and she's um, not, you know, there's that generational difference between us. So it's, it's wonderful getting to hear. Gail is definitely one of my spiritual mentors and it's wonderful getting to hear all about all of her life experience and growth and all the, the things that she has kind of grappled with over the years and, and expertise Um, and how she's also learning from the younger generations, and we're kind of bridging that gap. So she had not heard of that phrase biohacking, and I was like, oh my god, and telling her about like, um, 
bulletproof executive and and why am I spacing on four-hour work week Tim I'm spacing on his last Tim Ferriss um and you know like I have consumed and continue to consume a lot of this stuff so this is not a blanket judgment on like oh Tim Ferriss is bad and his message is bad um although you know I am calling it death to biohacking, aren't I? So, and I'm sitting here and I have um, in my little box on my shelf over here, I've got some of the Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. I don't know, or the hot cacao. It's tasty. I don't know if it helps me to feel like any more energized. I haven't noticed that, but I continue to drink it, A, because I have it, B, I'm like, oh, placebo effect. I'm going to drink this and I'm going to believe that I'm going to feel super focused and energized and there we go. So, yeah, um... The biohacking stuff is huge right now if you sort of follow any of that productivity space, entrepreneurial, motivational, and and I do thrive on some of that. So it's, again, not saying that this is a blanket judgment that that stuff is bad, but to what extent are we sort of forcing ourselves, trying to make ourselves be superhuman when we would be better served accepting our humanity? and um, learning how to acknowledge when rest is what's needed. And, and I also want to acknowledge that there's some privilege kind of wrapped up in this. Like, I have um, the privilege, uh, you know, having had the upper hand as a white person in our culture, um, that I have not been oppressed in the same ways, and so I have had also the privilege of education, higher education, that I now have this job where I can afford to take days off and time off, and I don't have other mouths to feed um, aside from my fucking cats and chickens and (laughs) those kinds of mouths, but it's, so there is privilege in that, but I think for any of us, we've we've got to find the space between where is there room for growth and improvement and and you know figuring out what works best for us, our systems and all of that and when do we just need to say all right, clearly right now I'm feeling like enough is enough and I need a break. This actually came up on one of the Facebook groups that I'm in, and um, I've talked about it in here before, and Laura Long's group for her um, therapist online course. And um, one of my friends was like, oh, I'm just, I need some tips because I'm super exhausted from all of the things that I'm doing. And and I know her and she's doing a shitload. Emily, stop it. Um, and I get it. Sometimes it feels like we're just in a crunch time. It doesn't feel like an option. We've just got to kind of roll with it and do the best that we can until that crunch time is over and we have a chance to um, refresh a little bit and rest. But um, if we're sort of creating that for ourselves or getting stuck in the cult of busy or not saying no when no would actually be a viable option we need to look at that and and I I kind of commented back I was like yeah me too and I'm just super tired I just want to sleep a lot and and yeah there could be various reasons for that um Part of it is like, oh, I don't feel so busy. I'm not working, you know, 50-hour weeks in an agency like I was before and doing all, you know, two hours of driving every day and all this stuff. So I tell myself, well, I shouldn't be tired. I shouldn't be tired. I don't have kids right now. I shouldn't be tired. But the fact is that I am tired. And as somebody in the group posted, they were like, um, here's a tip. Rest. Like, take some things off your calendar 
And I was like, oh, no, no, that applies to her, but not to me. And that, as I've kind of sat with that this afternoon, I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe applies to me too. That even if I tell myself I'm not busy, because to me, busy is this like super insane pace and um, no rest at all and all of that, that maybe actually rather than trying to hack my way into productivity, there's actually an option to look at where can I, where can I cut back and where can I actually say, you know what? If I want to stay in bed for nine hours, that's really fine. I don't have to look at that as wasted time that I could have gone by with only seven hours and could have gotten up and done all these things in the morning. So, um, you know, I'm saying all of this to myself, but saying it to you too, so that we can hopefully be on this parallel path together of giving ourselves permission. It always comes back to giving ourselves permission um, for whatever it is that we're needing. And then funny enough, right as I get back to my office after that conversation with Gail this afternoon, I got an email from um, Clara Belden who runs Happy the Happy Hour here in Nashville. They're hosting this event on September 29th, Saturday, September 29th. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, it's called Self-Care Saturday, and it's going to be this beautiful day of yoga and sound bath and a panel about self-care, and you can sign up to meet with um, me or one of the other therapists for a half hour of coaching, like all these wonderful things in like a f- pretty damn reasonable rate especially if you I think they they were running a promo where you could like buy two so you and your friend could both go for like 200 bucks total so pretty awesome thing if you've got a little bit um of leisure money and want to treat yourself but but there's a limitation or there's a consideration and I super appreciate that they're focusing on this within this conversation of self-care like yes this is a self-care day you're doing things you're learning things you're giving yourself space um, you're giving yourself that opportunity to you know talk it out with somebody especially if you're not a person hopefully there will be people at this event who maybe haven't been exposed to therapy or coaching and might get to see what that's like um But so anyway, Clara emailed me to ask if I'd be interested in moderating the panel and on self-care. And she told me a little bit more about it, that it's really, I don't think she used this exact word, but it's, they're going to be talking a lot about the sort of commodification. I think that's a word, commoditization of self-care. And this idea that there's like all these expensive things that you need to buy to do self-care right. And holy shit, I was just reading that email a few minutes ago, which is when I got fired up to record this. And I was like, oh my God, relate a little too hard on that. Um, that, yeah, it's nice. And I think I mentioned this perhaps in another intro or something a while back, but it's nice to have some of those things, but to feel like, oh, it was, it was on the episode with, um, Tierra Briss, or Tierra B. And I think that was number 10. I'll link it again in the show notes where we got to talking about money. And she was like, I haven't bought clothes in a year. And, you know, and, and just the, feeling like we've got to have the Apple Watch, we've got to have this, not only to just like be this like cool person in the world and keep up with the Joneses, but that we're now told that we need to have all of these fancy things just to take good care of ourselves. And you know what? It's not true. So I so appreciate that Clara and the other people involved in this event 
are wanting to shine light on that conversation. Um, Because yeah, people are going to be coming and spending their hard-earned money on this event, but it's more of a doing um, than it is a having of things. And so then there's the doing that can take us into the being. That's the kind of doing that I want right now. Um, Again, coming full circle to the conversation that I was having with Gail, that sometimes there is a way of going through the body to get to that being like she she was talking about for her it's shavasana is getting to that space of ultimate being and for me even like sometimes i have to go on walks and say to myself i am a human i am a human animal i am this woman human animal and that is who i am and i can for those few minutes just let all the roles and the masks and the all of it, let it fall away of trying to be a good therapist or, you know, trying to have a successful podcast or like all of that crap. Just, I need time where that can fall away and I can just be a human person. So, um, and I was telling Gail too, that like, it's kind of, it's strange because I'm, this is another thing that came up in one of the interviews. I think it was um, episode two with Sarah Rogers where we were talking about sometimes words lose their meaning. And I think in that episode, we were saying authenticity sort of thrown around all the time. And I was telling Gail, like that word present and presence, like, oh, I'm just so sick of hearing it, you know, just be present and da da da. I want to be more present. But like, you know what? It's fucking true. Um, I do need to be more present and I do need to hear that. And um, Gail said that she always gets really positive feedback. This one part that she does in a service where people are kind of, she's inviting us to kind of think back to moments of joy or sorrow or concern in our past few days and weeks, whether we want to share those with people, um, or just to call them up. And she, she starts by saying, bring yourself more fully present into this space. And I use that sometimes in yoga too. And and it is impactful. I love the word present in that specific context, really, because it's it calls our attention to the fact that we're actually not just where we are, that we might be in five places. We might be in what's for dinner tonight. And I can't believe that person hasn't emailed me back yet. And what does she think of me? And what am I going to do for this workshop that I'm leading next week? And we're in five different places. And so even just for that moment, can we bring ourselves more fully present? into our bodies, into that space, into whatever it is that we're taking in at that moment and be a person. So anyway, um, we don't have to hack ourselves into perfection and ultimate productivity and any of that bullshit, okay? So if you like your bulletproof coffee or your mushroom cacao or whatever the fuck, then have it, but not from a place of feeling like you're less than without it or that you're not your your most productive ultimate self without it. Because guess what? You're enough. All right, that's what I got for you. Have a lovely week and I'll link to all of those things that I mentioned in the show notes. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find past episodes and show notes at wonderwelltherapy.com slash podcast. We'll take you to the place to find all of that good stuff if you're looking for links or resources or anything else related to the show. Also, if you want to leave a review on iTunes, it helps more people find out about the show. That's bit.ly slash WTFP review. I'll see you next time. And until then, keep asking those big questions.